This is episode number 90 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I created a brand new free prenatal pelvic floor resource for you. It's a free ebook with three common misconceptions when it comes to preparing your pelvic floor for birth and includes three tips of what to do instead. If you're pregnant or know someone who is, this resource is key for preparing for birth. The tips I share are what I teach and have worked through with hundreds of prenatal physiotherapy clients, and I use myself with both of my pregnancies. Also, a bonus is that two of these tips will also give you a head start on your postpartum recovery by understanding how to connect to your pelvic floor before you even give birth. You can go to the link in the show notes for this episode at tobirthandbeyond.com or to my website, holistichealthphysio.com to download your free ebook today. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. And today we were excited to do an episode about collaboration. It's something that Jess and I have talked about um, in past episodes and we've talked about with expert guests, but also we talked about at Jesse's recent um, live event as well. And so the collaboration between physiotherapists and fitness professionals, it can be fitness coaches or any realm of fitness, but we just really felt it was good to have this conversation because we think this could be happening a lot more than it is. It's common for us. Um, but if you're listening and you happen to be a client, but also if you're listening and you're professional, we're hoping you take away some key things from this to realize how important this idea of collaborating can be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was just thinking too, when you were saying that, we're going to talk about this more as we get into it, but thinking about how this is not really the norm in the outside world, outside of our bubble. So hopefully we can encourage that a little bit more. Totally agree. So we thought we would start off with is what kind of each of our roles are with people who are pregnant and then also clients who are postpartum in case this is something very new for you. So Myself being a physiotherapist, and my focus is perinatal health. So I do mainly see people who are pregnant or postpartum. Um, And so in pregnancy, why people are coming to see me as a physiotherapist, I also do pelvic health physiotherapy, um, which can include internal um, assessment and treatment as well. So just to be aware that that can be different from um, other physiotherapists um, that you may be seeing. So why people are coming to see me is really in pregnancy to have a comfortable and active pregnancy. So they may be trying to um, address certain public health or core health issues during their pregnancy. So that could be 
incontinence, that could be constipation, that could be low back pain, pelvic pain. Um, there's also a lot of fear right now around diastasis and a, just a range of information out there. So I do see a lot of people coming in, you know, wanting to find out accurate information, wondering if they have diastasis and does it even matter. Um, and then also in terms of prolapse. Now I find with prolapse though, um, not many people are coming in to uh, try to get ahead of it. We can't guarantee we can prevent or prevent any of the things I was talking about. Um, but usually people are coming in after they've experienced prolapse because most people I find haven't heard of it before unless they've experienced. Would you say that's the same for you, Jess? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty much in line with most of my clients, especially in their in their first pregnancies or postpartum experiences. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of the other common issues people are coming in for is internal pelvic pain. So that can be pain with intercourse or any sort of penetration. Um, and then also I see a pretty active uh, population. So people um, during pregnancy are wanting to keep up with exercise or sport or dance. Um, so I'm working with them to try to find ways to continue those activities, which may involve modification or just changing strategies throughout each trimester. And that's, we're going to be talking about, that's a great place to be collaborating with a fitness professional. Um, and then because I've done specific doula training for physiotherapists, a lot of clients are coming in to help prepare for birth. So preparing um, their body, their pelvic floor, but also the mental and emotional preparation when it comes to, to birth. So what would you say, Jess, what are people who are coming to you in pregnancy? What are they, what are their kind of goals with seeing you? Mm -hmm. So similar to everything that you mentioned, so many overlaps and then some differences too, which again is why this collaboration is so beautifully works for us. <clears throat> I just want to apologize first. It is my voice. I've been sick for days now. It is not leaving. <laughs> It was just hard to talk at times. Actually, what I feel like is like end of pregnancy where you can't really speak that well because there's no air moving. <laughs> That's what I feel like today. <laughs> so most people are coming to me in pregnancy because they're looking for an exercise plan. They want the plan and they want to follow it. So they might have some fears around what they quote unquote should be doing for prenatal exercise and they want someone who they trust to give them the set plan and so they feel more relieved and at peace with the type of movements that they are doing it feels safe for them it's a safety net for them and their babies they also as you said you get an active population coming to you that is of course what I tend to be getting to it's people who do just love exercising and being active or it's people who think that they should be active in pregnancy because that is going to have perhaps better health outcomes for themselves or their baby so they want to get moving in pregnancy and maybe they have heard some also fear-mongering about how they shouldn't start new activities or exercises in pregnancy but they want to because maybe they haven't been doing much other exercise or they have doing they have been doing types of exercise that they don't think are going to fit during this pregnancy. And then the other biggie that I was thinking about when you were talking, Anita, about people coming to you preparing for birth, on my end, what I see 
is slightly different. They more so want to be preparing for births in terms of their fitness level. So they have been taught again they've been heard that this is going to be this marathon event and you wouldn't go into a marathon without training for it so they have a lot of ideas in their mind about this level of fitness that they need to achieve in order to birth their baby again quote unquote successfully and what they're going to need to be able to do for that so there's a lot of mindset shifting and work that can come with that and really understanding the reasons why we are exercising and what we even need our bodies to be able to do during birth because there's a lot of this emphasis on being super strong and super fit and do we need to be super strong and super fit at these intense high levels in order to birth a baby through our vagina we've had conversations about that on the podcast before so there's that that whole side of things and then also people who want to move because they have realized that some of those common aches and pains and dysfunctions of pregnancy are kept at bay when they are moving their bodies more consistently and they notice that their mental and emotional health is more supported when they are again moving their bodies consistently. So in terms of postpartum, so we wanted to kind of give an idea again, why people are seeing us postpartum as a physiotherapist or as a fitness professional. So for me, I'm seeing um, people postpartum as early as four weeks postpartum. Um, If they've seen me in pregnancy, then often I will see them around four weeks, but other people may not have thought they could even see a physiotherapist until six weeks. Um, but you can actually see one earlier. And there have been times where I've even seen people earlier than four weeks. Um, sometimes if their physician or midwife um, also feels that they could benefit earlier, then they will often be referred even sooner than that. Um, so typically postpartum, again, we're going over their birth and also seeing physically where they are at that point, any physical concerns that they have. So whether it's about their pelvic floor or core, how things are working at this point postpartum, um, if they've had a cesarean birth, we're seeing how their scar is and depending where they are postpartum, um, how we address the scar will be different. Um, but going over all of those physical things that are happening, but also then with that becomes, I also hear a lot about the mental and emotional changes that are going on postpartum and also how that can affect their physical symptoms. And um, now having worked with postpartum people for so long and gone through my own two experiences, like that you can't really separate the physical, mental, and emotional changes. They're always, there's always a combination of those going on. So helping someone kind of navigate uh, becoming a parent for sometimes, sometimes it's their first time or adding to other children. So we're going through all that and then also exercise. So having them understand that rehab and retrain focus, which again, there's a lot of crossover with what Jess does. Um, and regardless of the type of birth they have, knowing that there are steps that can be helpful to take before getting back to quote unquote, full out exercise, high intense, high impact. And it is going to look different for everyone, depending on, again, the kind of birth they had, um, what else is going on in their life, how they're um, coping postpartum. So there's so many uh, differences in how that will look for someone. But I do find everyone goes through that rehab and retraining um, kind of sequence postpartum. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, so many carryovers there too with clients who are coming to me postpartum. I think that a biggie that we know in the postpartum fitness industry, people who are seeking out trainers postpartum for exercise, it can largely be because they want to change their bodies postpartum. There might be some or a lot of discomfort in how they are experiencing their body composition after having a baby. So I'd be remiss not to mention that even though a lot of the clients that I'm working with are trying to burst that idea for themselves, trying to really push back on that, it is still so present for so many people. Even if you are doing this work of really trying to adjust your mindset around bodies, it still can be so alluring to think that exercise, working with a trainer is going to be the thing that helps just magically change your body composition postpartum. So I get that for sure. We have a lot of conversations around body image with my clients. And again, figuring out the whys behind exercise and why we even want to start moving our bodies in a more routine or scheduled fashion after having a baby. As you said, a lot of people will be coming back to exercise postpartum because they are wanting to know how to do this in a way that's going to best support their short and long-term pelvic health. So they want to set a really solid foundation of retraining, restrengthening before they just jump back into maybe some of the higher volume or higher intensity, higher impact exercise that they were doing, maybe even during pregnancy or largely before pregnancy. They have a lot of questions about diastasis recti their pelvic floor, incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse. Again, if those are things that they know about, often prolapse, as we were mentioning earlier, it might not be something that they have an awareness of. They might just be having some incontinence and that is something tangible that they can actually see, feel. And with the diastasis, they might not know what that is either. It might just be, again, that they're having some discomfort around how their postpartum belly is looking or feeling or their belly button is looking different than it did before. They're feeling really squishy through their abdomen. So they're wondering, what is up with this? Is this common, normal? Can we change this? And again, oftentimes this will be relating back to this discomfort in their body image that they might be experiencing. And then again, similar to what we were mentioning with the, the reasons why people would be coming in pregnancy is they're wanting the plan. They're wanting the things to follow so they don't have to put more mental energy into creating this workout plan for themselves. Maybe they used to go to lots of group classes and that's not possible in their schedule anymore or they used to go to the gym and now they're needing to work out at home so they want the schedule to follow and then again big time mental health benefits with moving postpartum and that they have noticed is something that is positive for them as well yeah I think that um also something to mention is a lot of people and I see this happening you know, more and more um, recently is that people are seeing us actually in pregnancy to actually get a hot start on their postpartum recovery. So then to know what to do postpartum before they're even postpartum, which I think is fantastic and is super helpful because then it also gives them a little bit of guidance before they're going to see anyone postpartum. So 
Mm-hmm. And one thing that I didn't mention too is community and a sense of connection for coming to trainers postpartum, especially if it is a group class environment or how I coach online. And and again, essentially is a group environment. That is the number one reason that my clients are with me. A lot of them are not doing the exercises. They are not working out. They're there for the people. That's a really good point. And so we wanted to talk about, so what are the benefits that we see So myself as a physiotherapist, just as a fitness professional, when our clients do see um, the opposite professional as well. Um, And what I find, so if someone sees me and they've seen a fitness professional first, um, especially if it's in a one-on-one kind of atmosphere, I find if that professional has been educated about up-to-date core and pelvic floor considerations, um, perinatal health, what I find is then a client is coming to see me and they already have some education around that, which is really helpful in our assessment or in our sessions because they've already heard this language being talked about. Um, They also may be um, aware of what might be uh, contributing to their symptoms before they even see me. Uh, which is, again, another pro for that. And even strategies. So let's say they've seen a fitness professional, again, one-on-one or even in a class environment and things have been talked about and they're going through whatever type of exercise they enjoy doing. They notice some symptoms with certain things and they may have already discussed with that fitness professional, like I'm feeling this, what, like, what could that mean? What might be contributing? And then they're coming in to see me with that information already. So I find it really helpful if they've seen a fitness professional first is great. But then also if they see me first and then they're seeing a fitness professional, all of this still happens as well. So just that continuation of similar language, um, I find clients really like, and we'll talk about um, later on kind of the benefits we've heard from clients of why they like this collaboration approach. Um, And then also seeing a fitness professional, So again, doesn't matter what kind of exercise it is, but I find if they're really up to date, like things we've talked about before that you don't need to cue on every single rep. Um, And then also they'll already have an awareness of, is it really all about strengthening? Or maybe there's someone that needs to like relax and learn to release tension. That might be more their focus. So that's what I find um, super helpful as well. And as Jess mentioned in pregnancy, there can be a lot of fear around exercise. Um, So again, seeing a fitness professional um, in collaboration to what I'm doing or before they've seen me and they've already discussed, uh, you know, up-to-date information around pregnancy and exercise. That's also, I find really, really helpful. So as you can tell, I'm kind of a big fan of collaborating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm just nodding along over here because it's so good when it's so good. It is the most helpful thing to both of us in our jobs that we're doing with the client or patient. Mm -hmm. So all that you said, when my clients have a much better understanding of what their pelvic floor even is, learning that with the pelvic physio, just the carryover into what we can do in their daily life for an exercise, for example, to help manage symptoms, it just makes so much more sense to them. If in if we're trying to just start that whole process from the beginning of me teaching them 
what the pelvic floor even is and how does it function and what are all the uses of it and here's like the pressure management system it just can be so much so if they have had even a couple of sessions with the physio it just feels like we are so much further ahead in what we can do in the actual exercise education and sessions what i was going to say is biggie for me is that you can do what I can't and that's specifically referring to an internal assessment and that is priceless in so many scenarios because it helps me so much in my actual exercise programming that I'm doing with someone and then again the coaching and the cueing that I might be using with them um within that exercise programming. So they come to me saying that they have these symptoms that maybe sound like there might be some degree of pelvic organ prolapse happening. Then they go see the physio. We actually know what is happening in the pelvic floor from a strength perspective, endurance. Can we release and relax? Is there a grade of prolapse happening? I know how to then manage that client much better moving forward. And again, on the exercise side, but also on the coaching and the cueing that I can help them with. And on the coaching side specifically, how I can help manage their mental and emotional experience of their pelvic floor symptoms. I think that this is, it's just so valuable to actually know what's going on inside the body and we can get by without it of course but to actually know it just gives me a much deeper sense peace sense of mind going forward working with that client Mm -hmm. and yeah I was gonna ask you just because I know I mean your um how you work with clients is currently is all online um have you noticed a difference with that collaboration aspect from previously so when you worked with people in person versus now online like what what does that look like now versus then or is do you find there is a lot of difference so similarities for sure in that essentially what I do now with referring my client will go see a physio I will help them find someone in their local area and then they go to the session And I will tell my client, if you are comfortable, can you tell the physio that I would love to be included in, say, a follow-up email? That's generally how we would connect afterwards with a description of how things went. If there was anything that the physio thinks is really important or valuable for me to know after in working and, again, going forward with our exercise coaching. So I tend to leave it up to the client. And again, if they are comfortable with me having that information, or again, they're comfortable with me having any parts of that information, then I get them to ask the physio to connect with me. The client gives them my details. So that is generally the norm of how things go. When I was working in person with clients, sometimes I would go to the physio session with my client, which is the coolest thing and just taught me so much. And that was probably five, six years ago at that point. And I didn't really know that much about what happened actually at pelvic physio appointments. So again, if you are working in person with people and you have a really close connected relationship with your client and the physio is comfortable with it, 
that might be an option for you in some cases and what an incredible learning opportunity. So now again, working online, I help my client find the physio and then ask to be wrapped into that follow-up conversation. How does that work for you? Yeah, no, I love that. Um, yeah. So I find when I have clients who are seeing me in person, um, so finding out what is it they actually want to do, what type of exercise, or if they're already seeing someone, I always offer that I'm happy to connect with them. Usually initially by email seems to be the easiest for both sides, but I'm always happy to connect over the phone or especially if they're local, like meeting them in person or talking over Skype if, uh, if that doesn't work out quite in person. Um, but I love doing that because not only do we get to collaborate and figure out what's going to work best for the client, but then we also get to learn from each other, which is really cool. Um, and, and then also where I am right now, I'm under the same roof as a lot of fitness professionals. So I'm within a studio in my area that has a focus on yoga and Pilates and fitness. So a lot of those instructors um, have taken courses like Jess's course. So we're all on the same page with that. And then so to be able to collaborate and always with the client's consent, um, be able to discuss what can help a client, because even though in the space I'm in, most people are seeing a fitness professional there in a class environment. So they can't necessarily get individual cues per se, because it, it's a whole class of people with different, um, it, different concerns going on. Um, but then they can be aware that there are some people in the class that need a, B, and C. And so they'll be able to bring in general cues. Um, and then when my clients are hearing that, they're like, okay, that's for me. So I think it's really cool because, you know, working with fitness professionals in different environments, so whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a class environment, both work super well. Um, and then there's others in the community, more of like a CrossFit type workouts. And I've had that too, in terms of, you know, clients, and often it can actually be a tension issue. So even having um, the coach be kind of cueing when to relax, and some people in that in class environment have no idea what they're talking about, because not everyone has seen a pelvic physio, but clients of mine know what they're talking about, and then they can bring in the cues or things we've talked about. So I just find it really fascinating. And I clients really like it because then you're you're getting again those cues or education or reminders from different different people who are all saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting when you said when you're just talking there that you can learn so much from the other professional too, the fitness or exercise professional. And it's something that I still have to remind myself about constantly, even now that I actually do have stuff to bring to the table in this situation. So just to the fitness people who are listening in right now, if you feel like nervous or scared, or you're going to say the wrong thing or screw up, or you're not going to understand what the physio was talking about, that is okay to feel all those things. It's really normal. It's really common. I think that we just respect what the work of physiotherapists and physical therapists do so much. And you do have this entirely different realm of training that you have undergone and it's so valuable. And 
we have other stuff that we are educated in as well that the physio or physical therapist can learn from us too. So go in with some shred of confidence in that and feel free to ask all of the questions because the physio is probably going to be so gracious and wanting to answer them for you. Yeah. And yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like we can all learn from each other. And I also think too, again, it's working with professionals who are open to learning. Um, Because even from my side as a physiotherapist, like I've had people see me. So for example, I grew up as a dancer and why I got into physio was working with dancers and athletes. And I have for a long time, especially when I started. And I would have dancers come to me saying like, well, I went to another physio, like this is what's going on with my body. I went to another physio and they just said to stop doing it. And it would be something, so my background was very heavily in ballet. So there's a lot of turnout. And yes, there is a lot of flexibility and movements that I understand to the average person seems, quote unquote, not normal, or you shouldn't be doing that. So they would be told just to stop doing it. And then they would come to me and I'm like, okay, so I I understand where you're coming from. And I'm like, we're going to find a way to make this work because you have to be able to do this. Like, this is part of your art. Um, So I think just keeping that in mind too, that with different professionals you may connect with, like making sure that, um, you know, finding out how open they are to doing what you're doing, whether you're from the physio side or fitness professional side, and that it's not a like, just stop doing everything altogether. Like we need to be able to find a middle ground, especially for activities that we might not fully know. So as a physio, like I'm not an expert in every type of sport and exercise, um, but I love to learn. So I love connecting with people that know I'm not an expert in that type of sport, um, but let's figure out how we can work together to benefit the client so that they can keep doing it. Yeah, such a great point. And I think that that this is important to talk about because you are the gold standard of physios that we could be collaborating with. But the reality is oftentimes it is, it can be tricky to get some of the feedback from physios who maybe I haven't been able to vet or I don't know them. I don't know their background education or the current courses they might be studying under. And they are someone who treats with a more old school perspective on the core and public floor. And so they might tell my client some things similar to what you're saying. No, no strength training right now. No squatting more than 20 pounds. No push-ups, no pull-ups. All of these things that are on the no list. And then the client feels really scared and really bummed and let down And then knowing how to manage that situation on my end with the client relationship going forward can be tricky. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And thank you for that. Like I, I think it's been great to see, especially on social media, I'm seeing my profession of physiotherapists, like from all over the world, really try to push the profession forward in being up to date and open with movement. And especially when it comes to, Um, public health, you know, not taking things away from people, but focusing on like, what can you do and what can we progress you to? Um, I think is really important, but I agree there's still not everyone is on that page. So 
um, if you're listening to this and that is sounding familiar to know, you know, maybe get a second opinion on, on things and really find someone that fits with what you're needing to get to your goals. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 